Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 65 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of July 6, 2021. Happy Independence Day. Coming up on today's show, the Disney Dining Plan will return. When? Who knows? Coco will make its way into Mickey's Filler Magic. Disney confirms details on early park entry and a surprise extended evening hours. And in our main segment, we answer your listener questions. This is the Circus Every Podcast. Restaurant reopening dates. Uh, Citrico's, a um, signature restaurant at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort, will reopen. Um, and I don't even see the article because I'm so flabbergasted that it is now Mary Poppins themed. Um, reopen on July 15th. Jamie, are they still using, when you said signature, are they still using, I'm just talking out loud here, are they still using that term? Because it used to be, that used to kind of let folks on a dining plan know that it was two credits. Are they still using that term signature? Um, I, I don't think they've stopped. Um, I, I mean, it's not, I, I guess they're not using it in any sort of uh, press release or anything, but it would still be considered signature. I don't think it's necessarily changed, although I am looking at Disney's website just to see, because usually I'm when you curious. filter, there is that there is that option for signature dining or something that is always on there. Yeah, no, I was just when you said it because that obviously I always refer to certain you know Lasalier, oh that's a signature restaurant. But as I've been talking to clients as of late, I've just you know been explaining you know. Uh, price points and you know portion sizes and things like that instead of using that term signature i was just curious uh, and of course the filter is actually not working on the disney website currently. there's a shocker <laughs> um oh that's upsetting no um i'm gonna say yes but it's entirely plausible that that could be um incorrect Okay. All right. So that reopens as a Mary Poppins theme restaurant. That will be interesting. If, if I can interrupt for a minute, they still have, uh, you can sort by type and they do have um, buffets listed for 1900 Park Fair, Acre Shoes, um, and Boma. So at least that's interesting. And I do not see anything under a signature. Interesting. Category. Yeah. So, um, continuing with that story, if I could find the article, Trails <laughs> End at the uh, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort will reopen July 17th. This was typically a buffet, um, and it will now kind of in the um, realm of Hoop, oh, God, not Hoop, they do review, um, Whispering Canyon. Um, we'll have hearty family style skillets. Um, for breakfast and dinner um, with several upcharges um, that were previously um, included. Uh, peel and eat shrimp, uh, spare ribs, and cornbread crusted salmon are all uh, add-ons. And missing from that menu, Donna, is the fried chicken. The fried chicken was excellent. And then there was one other random thing that I remember your son killed and my son killed. And we both ate pretty hearty portions of it, too. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Well, if they didn't ate it, it didn't have any dairy in it. It was homemade applesauce, James. Mm, okay. 
I remember that being absolutely excellent. And I remember both of the boys ate, you know, more than one portion. Okay. That I actually didn't remember. I'm glad you did. No, I, I, I did not remember that. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I think the, the fried chicken is crazy to not have that. On the oh, menu. I totally agree. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like taking fried chicken out of KFC. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know why they keep doing this. All these extra add-ons and no noodles at Ohana. And then we're going to bring it back because people complain. It's like, it's fried chicken. How expensive can that really be? It's just odd to me because I don't mean to, to be that person, but in, in, in jest, you made the comment about taking chicken away from, K- from KFC, but that really was like one of their signature items. Yeah. I mean, it's a fried chicken restaurant, essentially. It's, it's, I just don't get that. I think that's utterly ridiculous. It's odd. That is for sure. Um, but I do have to say, I, I think the dessert option is pretty cool. Did you yeah, that, that picture? but hold on it doesn't talk about at least that i've read it being included it just talked about save room for so i thought that might have been a little bit of wordsmithing um uh, i would say i i i mean i could be wrong but i would imagine specifically mentioned what the add-ons were fair yeah, I, I it would I would be stunned if, if it wasn't part of the whole not a buffet, but you know, a family style. Um what we're referring to for our, the you know, people who's not looking at a picture of it is basically an upside down cow plastic cowboy hat that's just filled with all sorts of goodies. Um <laughs> ice cream, toppings, brownies, cookies, and even chocolate covered bacon. I'm not I, my I, jam. <laughs> I hope this comes with a pump of insulin as well. Um, but I mean, this thing looks absolutely, it's almost like a uh, Western frontier land version of the kitchen sink from beaches and green. Very much so. And I think that's what they were going for there. Yeah. So sad about the fried chicken, but you know, we'll, we'll keep uh, our ears peeled, so to speak. And unlike the peeled shrimp that is now an add on. Yeah. That one hurts. Cause my dad would, uh, would have, really put a hurt on that field trip <laughs> yeah I, I agree so yeah donna what do you have for our next story all right and next up is the biggest piece of news that isn't really news because there's no information thank you disney so they made it so crystal clear by saying quote while we're not quite ready to share an update on timing we are planning to bring this guest favorite option back at a later date when referring to the Disney dining plan. So literally, we're not ready to share an update on timing, but we are bringing this back in some way, at some time, whenever we feel like it. Now, obviously, we have said all along, this is too popular not to come back. And at least in my opinion, and I think, Donna, for the most part, you agreed as well. It has to do with getting restaurants open. Is, is what we think. Um, I read this announcement as the dining plan options were going to remain intact as they were pre-COVID. It doesn't read to me that they're changing it. But they don't flat out say they're keeping it the same either, James. 
Mm, No, not necessarily. But if they're saying we're bringing back the Disney dining plan um, and it remains unclear as to when the Disney dining plan, you know, you could reasonably think that it's as it was, um, you know, before everything. You just said reasonably think when it comes to Disney. (laughs) You could. And JPEG. Well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, it might, if he's getting involved in the decision making for the Disney dining plan, we're in serious trouble anyways. Um, but I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I kind of read it as it wasn't necessarily changing. And you know what? If it was making money for Disney, why are they going to change it anyways? I think it's brilliant with one. And I think you and I may have discussed this, James, with one potential hiccup. Okay. I have a good number of guests who would prefer one table service credit and two quick services per night to have three meals, but they don't want to go all the way up to deluxe dining and have three sit down meals. They can do that with that one that they added though. Remember they added the one in between deluxe that Disney plus dining or whatever. They added the fourth option. It was, wasn't around very long. They had the quick service option. They had the standard Disney plan, the one quick, one table. They had the, like the Uber Deluxe or whatever, but they added that Disney Dining Plus plan. And that was what you are describing? That was you get three credits you can use however you oh, choose. No no, 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 no. That's nonsense because that's still significantly more money. I advocate, like, or my clients, they have, I want it to be at a price point that would be fair for one table service and two quick service. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. For, you're talking more along the lines of, of the money cost as opposed to. Correct. Absolutely. I see what you're saying. Because here's the thing, and this is what I tell folks all the time. Is the deluxe dining plan great? Does it give you a lot of options? Heck yeah, it does. But you're going to spend a lot of time eating. Even if you use two credits every evening for dinner, whether it's for a dinner show or a signature experience, and only sit down one other time during the day, you are going to burn a lot of time at meals. And when you're at the parks, you're not necessarily wanting to burn a ton of time eating. So that's my main beef with the deluxe dining plan and why I'd really like to see something between. That way folks don't have to either use snack credits for breakfast foods or pay for those foods out of pocket. Okay, Donna, I I misspoke. Okay, because I actually had to look it up because something didn't make sense to me with what I had said with I I was essentially taking the deluxe dining plan and giving it that plus name. What the plus um, option was, was two daily meal credits. That could be quick or table. Right, which again is silly. Yeah, I, I was saying three, and that's what the deluxe was. Because so, I was going to ask him, well, what's the difference between deluxe and plus? But that's that's what it was, because I was just misspeaking. So, Because I never really understood totally who the plus plan would apply to. Um, no, that doesn't make sense at all. That, I guess unless people wanted a table breakfast, table dinner, I guess. Maybe. Um, you know, would would be the way to do it, or I guess if people wanted, you know, use it signatures, things like that. But yeah, that's I had to look that up real quick because what I was saying just doesn't wasn't making <laughs> sense. But nevertheless, it's coming back. 
So that's Hopefully. our big story, guys. Dining's coming yeah. back. We don't know what, when, or or how, or how much, but it's coming back. Yeah. So you heard we it here. <laughs> I I think with this announcement, it it almost more mm-hmm. confirms that this is going to be 2022, like we had talked about. One thing that I will say, and James, I had not bothered to mention this to you because I know that you were busy earlier this week when I was calling Disney and I was able to make the changes for you that you needed and do a couple things I needed. Um, I was booking a room only annual cast holder for one of my clients and the cast member asked a question that I'm not used to being asked by um, the reservation center. Would you like to book this as a room only package or as a true room only? And I said, I, I want to book it as a true room only because my guest needs the flexibility. Uh, long story short, I don't think she would mind me sharing this. They are building a house here in Florida and she's planning to come down when they're going to be making settlement. But of course, we all know from buying houses that that date can, can kind of shift a little mm-hmm. bit. So she needs the flexibility. She doesn't want to have to be paid with a package uh, for folks that don't know you have to be paid in full 30 days out. Whereas the room only, you pay the deposit and then the rest of the um, money for the room only is due at check-in. Um, and you have up to five days before check-in to cancel or change dates or you know whatever the case may be. So anyway, um, and I said, no, we definitely want to do the room, room only. And he said, okay, are you sure? We, I just want to make sure you don't want to do that basic package, room only package, um, just in case you know we were going to be adding anything to it in the future, dining plan, et cetera. Like literally said that to me. That's interesting. Big time. When ballpark was their check-in. Uh, they August this year. Huh. How about that? I'll be. Yeah, stunned. no, I, I'd forgotten I, I, to tell you because I knew that you were busy, and Anthony and I were heading out the door to his SeaWorld camp, and I literally was yeah. just hanging up the phone with them, and we were running out the door, and I didn't have the chance to debrief that with you. I'll drink a gallon of Bay Lake water if the dining plan is able to be added on in <laughs> August. I, I don't see that ever happening because if it, I mean, I'm going in August. I would love to add the dining plan, but. <laughs> you'd love to have a gallon of bay like water too apparently yeah evidently so that'll be interesting but moving on to our next story <laughs> i would say we'll do to that but i would never actually make you drink that stuff oh god i don't even know if we could even get to it <laughs> you'd have to repel in like it's mission impossible <laughs> um so i know we've been here before but we have a rumor semi-confirmed semi-talked about still a rumor not officially announced but space 220 restaurant will open on october 1st at epcot for the 50th anniversary of walt disney world um yeah this was scheduled to open i don't know how long ago at this point i feel like it's been announced wasn't this a part of d23 when they announced tron in like 2017 Yes. Yeah, this this has been a long, 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 long time. But um, we have heard uh, the Patina Restaurant Group has been hiring for various positions at the upcoming World Discovery Restaurant. Insert your own jokes about how ridiculous that sounds. Um, now, cast members hired at the location have stated that the training will begin in September in preparation for the October 1st grand opening. I have to say, do I want this to happen? Absolutely. I really want this restaurant to open. I can't wait to try it. Um, I'm super, super excited about the possibilities. But do I really think that this is likely? Unfortunately, I do not. And I will I will leave it at that just out of respect to certain folks. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, 
it's got to open at some point. I mean, maybe the teleportation chamber is just having some kinks to get us out <laughs> into space, but we shall see. All right. Well, uh, next up is kind of an interesting one, at least in my book. Um, Pixar's Coco scene will be coming to Mickey's Till Her Magic at the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland's Disney's California Adventure theme park. There will be a new Coco scene in the, the um, image released by Disney. It has Donald Duck wearing um, the Sorcerer Mickey hat that he's chasing throughout the Till Her Magic show. Uh, while dancing with the characters from Coco. And the one thing that I think is pretty neat is that um, they worked with animators from Pixar to uh, work the scene and also write a new song, which I think is cool, but I also think it might be a little tiny bit odd because one of the reasons I love Filler Magic is because it's these classic songs from the movies that we love and you're singing along to them. So I think it's interesting they're producing a score unique to the attraction for that scene. I thought they were pulling the song from the movie. One of Coco's original composers, Jermaine Franco, will be producing a score unique to the attraction for the scene. Huh. Because it also says that the, the um, number... Un poco loca will anchor the new scene. No idea. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Donna. I think it's I, I love that it's being added. You know, I, I want to be positive and say I think it's cool. I think Mickey's Filler Magic is grossly underrated in, in terms of how good it actually is. I think it's a slight weird kind of juxtaposition to put our film next to your Peter Pans, your Aladdins, your Beauty and the Beasts. Um, that's a little bit weird. I think I think Frozen may have fit a little better, um, to be quite honest, just because that's the Disney or, you know, even a Moana, I think would have been good there. Um, I think it'll be fine. Um, you know, Coco, I, I thought it actually was a really, really good movie. Um, so I think it's cool. You know, I, I'm not going to dog them. And the one thing I was actually trying to figure out, too, is I thought originally ice something. But this, I believe, from what we've read, is going to be in addition to everything else. No, no other scenes are being uh, taken out. Right. Scene. Which I think is really, really, really nice. I do think it was an interesting pick because of what you were mentioning, that they use so many classic Disney films, Peter Pan, The Lion King, Ariel. There's nothing recent in there at all. So I just, I don't know. I hope that the storyline fits through because, you know, Donald goes throughout all the different movies very well. Um, uh, I don't know. I just, I hope it's good. I'm trying to go through the different scenes. I I don't want to misspeak, but I think the most recent film in Filler Magic is the Lion King? I think so as well. Yeah, because that was after or... Beauty and the Beast, correct? Yeah, that was... and the Beast was ninety one. Okay, Aladdin was ninety two. Made eighty nine, I believe. Yep. Yeah, so it would be 
it would be that. But no, I think it's cool. Uh, I'm glad that something was added. Wouldn't have been my number one choice, but you know, we'll see how it, it turns out. And it's it's such an awesome attraction. So I'm glad to see it get a little little loving. Yeah, for sure. So all right. And oh, did you have something else for that, Donna? Nope, you're up, my dear. Oh, okay. Um so I'm glad I get to try and pronounce this. The Samawadi. <laughs> yeah, sure. The Samawadi Springs Pool at Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas, Villas Kadani Village, will close for pretty major refurbishment um, next year. It'll close early in 2022 in January and will remain closed through April. So a solid um, four-month uh, refurbishment. So if anybody is staying at... Kidani Village, you may use the Uzima, maybe, Springs Pool at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, I also kind of picked this story because I just swam in this pool <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Um, and I liked it. I, I, they have a zero entry. They have a little kid slide. They have um, a bigger slide. And I think one of the most amazing kids' splash pad water park areas on property and that's honestly what i was a little bit worried about when i read the story and that it's such a long refurbishment i'm worried about that cute little water park area i don't see how they could take it out i I mean but i mean that's a long time for a a pool to be down so um but if you're staying at kadani at least you have jumbo house to uh to go check out so hopefully nothing gets touched with that uh, kids splash pad area but this i thought this was a great pool really really enjoyable for sure all right our last story for the day i keep telling jamie we need to end with good ones not don't shoot the messenger ones so here we go <laughs> or this uh, could be good news depending on your perspective true so disney has announced new extended evening hours for disney resort guests but there's a little bit of an asterisk there So we do know that this was announced previously and we talked about this, gosh, it feels like months ago now, that starting October 1st, early park entry will be given to resort guests um, to enjoy the parks every single day, every single park, not the old extra magic hour piece. Yes, Jamie? Um, That date was new. We didn't know that date until recently. Oh, come on. Everyone knew it was going to be October 1st from the time they announced it. Okay. I, I, I don't know why they wouldn't do it over the summer. I don't know what difference it makes. It's because they're wrapping this up as a 50th anniversary present. Yeah, true. So, but go ahead, continue. So every single park, all four parks every day, 30 minutes early. And Jamie and I went back and forth about, I think it's complete and utter nonsense. Jamie said he's read articles and looked at data and things that he enjoys doing that I don't enjoy doing and that it does seem like it's going to make a difference. But whatever, 30 minutes early every day for all resort guests. Now here's where it gets really, really interesting. Guests who are staying at a Disney deluxe resort or deluxe villa resort hotel will also be able to enjoy extended evening hours on select nights in select theme parks. These hours will begin in early October with specific dates and parks to be shared at a later time. So this one, um, this one's interesting that it, this will only be for folks staying at deluxe resorts and deluxe villas. And um, the, the kind of kicker to me here is that I just booked October for a guest, gosh, 
two days ago and it was slim pickings the only resorts left were animal kingdom lodge because that has just reopened for booking very recently um a suite at coronado and one random room at bay lake tower which i think we got the only one because it wasn't there when i first looked then i was talking on the phone to the guest and i said hey this popped up would you like this i held it for that guest and then the next time i went in to look it was gone again so i think that my guest got like the random room that came into inventory there mm-hmm. so that week in october two two options a suite at coronado or animal kingdom lodge that was it so i just think it's so interesting that they're making this announcement when I don't necessarily think that's going to drive, maybe I'm wrong, but drive more people to stay at deluxe resorts because I just don't think there's availability right now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know that on this, this last trip in, in June that we had, you know, our flight got canceled and, you know, we booked two nights at, at All Star Movies. I was called by no less than four general manager of, of All Star to, Give me a free upgrade to Coronado. Um, so, you know, I, I think October is obviously an anomaly with, with the 50th kickoff, so to speak. Um, but I, I could see that the deluxe resorts don't have the occupancy rate of of the um, the the values. And actually, Donna, I was listening to another podcast and I thought – this was a super interesting take and I don't think I got to share it with you. Um, Disney, even if they sell, let's say, you know, they upgrade an all-star movies person to Coronado. If their occupancy rate at the value is so high, they're essentially getting two rooms booked at a value rate, even though they're giving somebody a moderate as opposed to, person B at all because they couldn't get into the all-star. So that's kind of the thinking of why people are getting these, you know, pop to grand or pop to Coronado, you know, all types of upgrades. Cause at least Disney could sell, you know, a the lower lesser priced resort. So it's pretty clever. And cruise lines do this all the time. This is not right. new to the travel industry, but I just, it, the timing just seems odd for me because the availability is especially in October and early November is so crazy low. Yeah, I both sides of it. I see the side of you pay more, you should get more. I that's that's a, a logical thought process. Thought process that people have of it doesn't matter where you stay once everybody's in the park all things are equal. I, I don't know where I necessarily stand on it. Um, it. It's something that I would definitely have to think through a little bit. Um, you know, because t- you could also make the case that you're not necessarily getting excluded uh, in a way from something. Like if the park hours were closing at 7 and they didn't have this, your park hours would still end at seven if you're at a moderate or a value. Um, you know, it, it's like saying you can't get into a Moonlight Magic because you're not a DVC member. Well, you're not a, not a direct DVC member. Um, so there, you know, I, I get that to um, a certain extent. I, I'm going to leave 
little bit, Donna, with something that occurred to me, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it as we wrap up. I think with all the rumors and discussions of fast pass and lightning pass and paid fast pass systems and all things like this, all things like that, I should say, this extra evening hours, which is also interesting because that clearly means it's not 30 minutes. Right. Um, I could see that also leaping to a fast pass selection where if you're staying Disney deluxe or deluxe Villa, you know, you're either getting fast passes included, uh, you know, a la the universal system or something to that effect where tied to the resort you stay in fast passes. I, I think this might be step one. I will say, and I don't want to beat this one dead because, you know, it's neither here nor there, but I will say that I always, whenever folks come to me and they, they don't have a clear picture of, of their vacation goals, or either they don't have a budget to share with me, or maybe they don't really know what hotels, I send them one value, one moderate, and one deluxe, and kind of explain the ins and outs of those. As of late, James, for 2022, I have seen huge gaps, huge gaps between the moderate that I price, which right now I'm pricing Caribbean beach for most everyone and whatever deluxe resort I happen to grab based on what the family has shared with me, huge price gaps, much, 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 much bigger than the gap between pop century and Caribbean beach. So I guess for that amount of money, you can certainly make the argument that there should be a little bit more included. So I guess that can go both ways. Yeah. Um, and I did have one other question before I get to it, just so everyone's clear. The uh, Deluxe Villas resorts are, you know, like we just talked about with Kidani Village and Animal Kingdom, they're, they're your DVC type, um, you know, Disney Deluxe. A lot of them do have DVC wings um, or, or buildings on their property, but, um, you know, your Grand Floridians, your Polynesians, your Contemporaries, Beach Club, Yacht Club, things like that. Um, I saw something on Twitter that struck me as odd and I'm 99.9% sure it's ridiculous, but I did want to get your thoughts. Um, somebody posted or deluxe Villa, like this uh, perk, if you will, would not apply to old Key West or Saratoga. That's ridiculous. There's no way. Okay. No, there's, there's no way that they could put an asterisk, asterisk, asterisk there. That's wild. Yeah, because they certainly are under the umbrella of deluxe villa resorts. And how many DVC owners would you piss off by doing that? A lot. And then that doesn't even have to necessarily be owners. I mean, you could no, be no, no. just staying there. But yeah, I agree. So I thought that was odd, but just that 0.1%. I just needed some confirmation. No, I don't see how they could do that. Yeah, I would find that ridiculous as well. So good discussion. Um, I think this will be something, as we said, um, that may be looping back at some point. Uh, and I'm looking at you, Fast Pass Plus. So <laughs> with that, let's take a quick break and we'll, we will be back with your listener questions. All right, Donna, and we are back to answer listener questions. Woo! I thought you'd be excited, but evidently not. Um, <laughs> I guess whatever. Okay. Um, no, I'm excited. We haven't done listener questions. I think we only did it for our 50th the celebration. 50th. And this is yeah, 65. So, 
been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 15 weeks, give or take. <laughs> uh, so. On the nose. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So do you want to go ahead and answer, or I should say, ask the first question? Sure. Uh, these are in no particular the order. Some of these are, I don't mean to say leftovers if it was a bad thing. It was not, but just questions that we didn't get a chance to answer for the 50th. Some of these are newer ones. Um, so I really like the, the one that we have listed first. Uh, and this question says, what was your favorite resort stay and why? This is a cool one. It is. Uh, I think, man, there's been a lot. I, I think I'm going to have to go with a recent one. It was only a one night stay, but it was our, our first DVC stay in the one bedroom in the board at the boardwalk. Um, minus the whole allergic reaction needing Benadryl at nine in the morning when you're trying to check out. Um, it, it was kind of one of those cool, I never thought I'd get to stay here kind of moments. Um, so, you know, you know, own separate area. We had a you know, big tub that I just had to get in just because it was there. Um, and just even like the view wasn't the best um you know i think i could see like tower terror and the swan um it, it was actually it wasn't a decent wasn't a bad view i mean um that little canal area that connects to crescent lake um so i would probably go with with that although i think if you ask me that question in a year eight months it'll probably change because I have a couple of Copper Creek stays lined up, one of them in December during Christmas, and I, I'm super, super stoked for that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so my favorite resort stay, and like you said, it's like it's like darn near impossible because I'm like, well, my honeymoon was pretty great or ESPN The Weekend was pretty awesome. Like there's just so many like really cool, cool, cool memories um of of resort stays but i think the one that stands out to me just because it was one of those like pinching yourself moments like i'm really here type thing was it was september 10th 11th into the 12th so it was two nights 10th and 11th of 2016 um i was really really active my whole pregnancy with anthony we were going to the parks constantly you know i i only gained like six total pounds like was was motoring around like business as usual and out of the blue at a doctor's appointment um the doctor didn't like like my, my blood pressure or some swelling or something and she put me on restrictions and it was literally like i went from doing everything i wanted to do to you're going from chair to chair to chair i want your feet up i want you drinking a gallon of water a day like we don't want this baby to come early like you have to take care of yourself because he was due about i guess six weeks from that appointment so i was like okay and we were supposed to be staying well not supposed to be we did end up staying in a two-bedroom unit at bay lake tower theme park view uh, my parents were in one room andrew and i were in the other our friends tim and laura came um and i was so disappointed because we were supposed to go over to magic kingdom that day and then um it was a party night it was a not, not so scary halloween party night so we knew we'd be able mm -hmm. to go back to the hotel and see like these really cool fireworks so i was totally pouting i was like this sucks like i want to be at magic kingdom right now uh tim of course bust my chops oh, we'll get a wheelchair we'll push you around i was like i am not not 
being pushed around in a wheelchair with a giant pregnant belly and having someone like think that I'm just like morbidly obese or something. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm just not doing it. Um, so whatever, we didn't go and we just stayed in the room and we ended up, we had just like the, the freaking best time. I think we got like pizza and we just hung out and we talked and I sat with my feet up like a good patient and just like hung out. And it was so, so cool because we do Disney. Like we go to the parks for as long as we can. Right. And, like now that we have Anthony, like until he has to go to bed when we stay on property, he, we're at the parks. Like we very rarely just sit around a hotel room. So that stay was something really special and memorable for me because, um, you know, I got to spend the time with my family, my friends, what ended up being like three and a half weeks later, I had Anthony. (laughs) Right. It was just so stinking cool to, to have that time and that memory and that view and see the sunset and then see those, those specialty fireworks from the two bedroom unit Bay Lake tower. It was just something I'll never forget. Uh, Well, you know, since we're having a discussion, I, I, as you were talking, I keyed in on something and I came up actually with two more <laughs> if, if I to share um, one, believe it or not, was actually at Bay Lake hospital. Um, and that would be the time that we stayed with you guys in the two bedroom for my 30th for, for your 30th. Um, that I thought was a lot of fun. Um, I, I think I had to go and never forget having to go run over to magic kingdom to activate an annual pass and then walk back out just so we had a memory maker for uh, Chef and Mickey's. And you bought coffee for your wife in case you forgot. She I didn't did. want to drink. Jo- she didn't want to drink Joffrey's at Chef Mickey's, so you had to go get her coffee. That's such a sweetheart, huh? Anyways, yeah. um, now being able to see the fireworks theme park view there was was awesome. So that was memorable, <clears throat> um, and. One that I don't think you would have considered, even if you totally, I guess. Um, but one that stuck out to me as well as when we went to Pixar Pier for Disneyland 60th. Paradise Pier. That's true. It's Pixar <laughs> Pier now. <laughs> well, in the park, at least. Um, the hotel's still Paradise Pier. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um Staying there for Disneyland, that whole trip, I think, was, I mean, Paradise Pier is nothing really to write home about, but being on Disneyland property like that, I, that was a cool trip, too. It's funny that you brought that up, because I was like, oh, I don't know, like, I, like, I would assume the listener question um, would have been about World, but yeah, no, that's, that's fair, and we actually, on an Adventures by Disney trip we did out in Disneyland, we got to stay at the Grand Californian uh, with mm. Theme Park View, and that was unbelievable. Like, yeah, literally, that awesome. theme park right there. Yeah. So, yeah, th- those would be some of my tops. And I think it's more so just because they had some differences to them. Like there was something, I mean, let's be honest, every trip is special in and of its own, you know, in and of itself and in, in its own way or whatever. But those were, you know, I think another honorable mention was when we shared uh, Art of Animation Suite with my mom and dad when Aiden was little and Val was still pregnant with Peyton. So that was that was a lot of fun, too. All right, you're up. Take another one. All right. From our good friend Gerald, what do you think is the next unannounced project? So, literally, while there was just, I don't mean to say dead air, but you know, between us doing the news and us starting this segment, Jamie goes, Donna, did I tell you? So, I really think you need to bring this up. This is cool. Sure. There um, was a rumor posted on a blog, uh, blogmickey.com. 
that had said that previously undeveloped land is starting to see signs of um, construction. And this is prime real estate that um, has been attempted to have been developed in the past, which has not um, come to fruition due to the swampland, but I guess they've developed the engineering techniques to, to build on it. Um, and it's the land in between the TTC, uh, Ticket and Transportation Center, and the Contemporary. So rumor that a new uh, monorail resort will in fact uh, be built, which I think is super interesting. Oh, for sure. And when you talk about, you know, unannounced projects, I think you have to, you have to think about um, new resort hotels. There, there is a need. And I know that right now all the resort hotels are not currently open and I get that, but in general, once, you know, God willing, the, the world kind of calms down and gets a little bit more healthy and, you know, everything like that. Um, you know, I do think there will be a need for that. So I would love that to be the next unannounced project that's going on behind the scenes. I, it would strike me a little, I guess they could charge more money and make more money off of it. Um, but it would, it would almost strike me a little strange if they would go that route versus figuring out what they want to do with the old river country site or the, you know, reflections rehab um, that was going to be built that got shelved, that wasn't canceled, that was canceled. Um, so it seems like it would be interesting. I, I'm, I obviously they could charge more money per night as a monorail loop. Um, but in, in terms of, and it's interesting that uh, asked about a project. So I don't know if I'm totally going to answer his question, but I'm going to hope that the big or a big unannounced thing um, or yet to be announced announcement will be a nighttime parade for the 50th at Magic Kingdom. You know my thoughts on that. I desperately want something back here at nighttime. Um, I was talking to uh, guests via email. Um, they're not coming until next uh, April, May. Natalie, forgive me for listening. Um, next spring, let's call it. And she was asking me about nighttime parades. And when I typed, you know, put in writing that that stopped in October of 2016, I just shook my head. It is baffling to me that the Magic Kingdom has not had a nighttime parade since Anthony was born. Jeez, it's even worse. Yeah, I... I we The rumor is that Paint the Night can't come because the floats are too heavy and it would, whatever, mess up the utilidors. Honest to God, Jamie, I can't believe that. And I've heard that too. I've heard that too. But I have seen, you have seen, pictures of Main Street USA, shoulder to shoulder, front, boob to back people lining Main Street USA, you cannot tell me that that amount of weight is more than a parade float. I'm sorry. Or you know what? Maybe it wasn't the weight. Did it have to do with the turning radius? I don't know. Not sure either. There was some weird thing that we had heard. But, I mean, you know what would be amazing for longtime Disney fans that put together a, a spectro magic 2.0 yeah I, I think that would be a home run idea that you know ultimately would pay so much money in dividends I, I understand they're trying to 
cut capital expenditures and all things like that. But man, would that be awesome? You know, Spectro Magic. Too, and it can be the same name, same score. I don't think anybody would care. I genuinely don't. I just, I, I mean, if it came down to nothing or Main Street Electrical Parade, I guess I would take <laughs> Electrical Parade. Oh, come on, play. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's such a good, such an amazing I miss it so score. Much. So good. That is all. Sorry, I just had to share Spectre Magic. On this magic night. No, it's so <laughs> good. I, I mean, it's just a beautiful parade. Awesome. Um, and, and when I first went to Disney, like, it, I think spectro was there and then the next time we went it was main street electrical so i never really understood you know what had been there longer or, or you know the history behind either of the parades um but i mean spectral magic was created for the 25th if they had brought that back for the 50th it's just awesome awesome so but i don't know what do you have any other potentials that you think I do. And it's it's one that I, I'm curious to see what your face is going to be. Oh I speculate that the reason they have not yet reopened Fantasmic is because they have something brewing. And I'm not talking about a brand new show, but I think there's going to be something to do with Fantasmic. I was trying to come up with a joke of brew and the old witch, but it just it didn't come. Cauldron, yeah, it's after 10. You're, you're forgiven. Yeah, that's true. Um, in terms of an entire new show, or no, maybe a new scene, or maybe upgraded water projections, or things like that. Something. Well, we have seen permits were were filed for that amphitheater, so we do know. Oh, there you at, go. At some point, something's going to happen to it. Um, yeah, I, I, I could agree with that. Um, something being done to that area I, I mean in terms of it's also hard because we're also trying to look into a crystal ball in terms of capital expenditures what would Disney spend on I, I think the next prime area for development is like if we're looking at D23 coming up what are they going to announce for me, it's either a continuing expansion of Hollywood Studios, which is going to be Animation Courtyard. If you're looking um, uh, basically from the front of the park, almost like an aerial type position, or what they're going to do with Chester and Hester's Dinorama area in Animal Kingdom. Good point, because with that attraction permanently closed, that is a huge footprint. Yeah, you're just looking at... I, I mean, I think they need to keep Dinosaur Restaurantosaurus, like the good section. Um, I would personally... I think a really good idea is if they took the Chester and Hester's Dinorama area, annexed it with the Finding Nemo area, which it's considered all Dino Land USA anyways, make that section with some other cup, uh, types of attractions Australia and open up a brand new land in Animal Kingdom. I'd like to see Beastly Kingdom. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be in the NBA, but, you know, I'm five <laughs> foot three. <laughs> Beastly Kingdom ain't happening, I can tell you that. Oh, 
All right. Well, on that happy news, I'm going to pick a new question. <laughs> I like my Australia idea. I don't think you like that as much. I mean, it makes sense. It, well, especially with the Finding Nemo. I mean, you have the East Australian current. At least it's somewhat relevant. I don't know what it has to do with dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> I was in between saying Dino Land <laughs> USA breathing and saying dinosaurs. So that's why it came out a little wonky. <sighs> All right. Next question I'm going to pick. Have you ever done the quick service dining plan and do you see value in it? I have. We did it. I don't know if Peyton was born yet, but we had done it. I was pregnant with Peyton when we did it. Pregnant with Peyton. Okay. Um, So Peyton is not. We've, you know, we've always, I guess, done it. We did it with Aiden. Um, And having, you know, someone, not that we couldn't trust them in a restaurant because we'd been out to restaurants with them before, but didn't know if we wanted to spend that much time, um, you know, out of the parks you know in a restaurant where he was sitting down we, we didn't know if it would be the best environment for him um so i think we actually did the quick service dining plan a few times um because we were going to you have to eat you know so we got the quick service dining plan and you know, tossed in the refillable mug i think you can get value out of it um and value i think especially with the dining plans can be tough to define because it's different for different people. If you only look at value in terms of, okay, item A, you know, meal A costs this much and meal B costs this much. I paid this much per day for the plan. Did I come out ahead? If that's the only way you determine value, I don't necessarily think the dining plan may be the best option. I see value in it being prepaid. I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't change what I'm going to order, um, you, you know, but you, ha- you do have that freedom and flexibility where you're on vacation, get what you want kind of thing. Um, I'm a fan, actually. I thought, you know, this is also when Be Our Guest was a quick service for lunch. Sure. So that, that changes things. I think it also really does depend on what park you're in. I mean, Magic Kingdom, we struggle to find a quick service that we like outside of Pecos Bill. Did you try um, Cosmic Rays your last trip? We did not. They Honestly, Jamie, they've changed. and I, We liked it either way, but they have changed. The chicken fingers are really different. The burgers even taste different. Give it a try. Okay. We did. We went to Pinocchio's and we've had decent meals there before. I actually had a chicken parm that I mean, it wasn't chicken parm, like Tuto Italia chicken parm. It's still quick service. But for what it was, I thought it was quite good. And that's not even on the menu anymore. And we just didn't really enjoy it, you know, when we went a couple weeks back. Mm, Fair enough. Okay, so quick service signing plan. I think my family did it once. I booked it a lot for guests. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. You're going to eat. So that makes it valuable. I think that for some people, two quick service meals, lunch and dinner, adult size meals can actually be quite a bit of food. Mm-hmm. So for some folks, like there are times even that, and Andrew and I are eaters as, I mean, everyone who listens to our podcast knows like social fatty is 101. Like I can put back food. So can my husband, but there are times that we'll just order kids meals because we just don't want that much food. Um, right. You know, whatever the case may be. So 
there's the argument of, you know, would you be wasting some food or would you feel obliged to eat it because you had ordered it and, and every other thing uh, with that. Uh, but for me, the bottom line is with the dining plans has always been paying in advance and the convenience of knowing it was taken care of. That to me has always been so valuable. As you said, lunch at Beer Guest was a home run quick service mm-hmm. use, as was the burgers and Sundays at Restaurant Asaurus. Yeah. Home run quick service use. I mean, I would have guests book a table service breakfast and then I would suggest that for dinner because, you know, they've then flip flop the credits, use their table service credit for breakfast and quick service or dinner. And you still have two fantastic meals. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. So, all right, you're up. Um, when do we think the Epcot monorail line will reopen? Um, should have reopened already. January 1st, 2021 is my answer that it should have reopened. <laughs> um, when? By the 50th for sure. I would be floored if it were not open for the 50th. Yeah, I'm even going to take that a step further because we've seen pictures of cast member training. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go even further or closer, I guess would be the, the better way to put it. I'd be surprised if we see September and it's not reopened. Okay. I, I think it with them starting training, it, it just, it, it can't be because it's just a, it's a cost thing. It's a cost training and getting uh, cast members, you know, to, to work the, the, the line, so to speak. I, I and mean, there's no uh, structural reason that we're aware of that. It's not reopened. It's, it's a cost thing. So I, I think, and, you know, to a certain extent, too, it doesn't really need to reopen. I mean, yeah, you can make a case that some people would drive the TTC and, and then take that line. Um, but they're probably not going to reopen it until park hopping hours starts anyways. You know, maybe one o'clock that line will reopen for people going from Magic to Epcot and Epcot to Magic. So, yeah, I, I think August. Or, or by September 1st. Yeah, but there's also the argument of, you know, part, if you know you're going to end your day at Magic, I would park at TTC and take the monorail. Or monorail resort guests taking the monorail to TC, TTC to transfer to Epcot. I think that puppy needs to be open in at least an hour before Epcot. Maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's... I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I, I just... The only thing I can think of is... If they're looking to save miles, if you will, on the monorail, people are busing now. Yeah. Would be the only thing. But yeah, no, I I totally agree with what you're saying. All right. I think we have time for one more. What do you think? Okay. What do you got? All right. I'm going with another question from Gerald. So Gerald, you win. (laughs) You get two questions tonight. When will Cirque, NBA Experience, et cetera, reopen at Disney Springs? This is hard, especially because I feel like, you know, we can't we can't even necessarily put them both in the same bucket. No, I mean God, NBA experience, I, I don't nobody cares about that. I, I mean that thing could reopen, nobody would even know it. <laughs> I mean, it could be tomorrow. Um I think the problem is they put so much money into it that I just don't think 
that it will um it's just not going to totally completely close um so I, I don't know next year how does that sound <laughs> all right fair enough we'll go with next year um my thought with the Cirque show is now that and I could be totally off base, but just, you know, my 10 cents. Now that things are starting to reopen in Vegas, which is where the Cirque company is based out of, I'm hoping that that will then bring good news for, for Cirque here based out of Orlando. So I'm hopeful that, I mean, I don't know that I can say by October 1st because, you know, they, they had the show written. They had the cast ready. That show was literally selling tickets ready to open uh, before the pandemic. So I'm sure they're going to have to get new cast. And, and I know that so many of those performers were laid off from Cirque, um, Cirque International, I guess, is the company. Um, so I'm definitely hopeful that maybe by, by early next year, but I'm not sure for Cirque. And NBA experience, honestly, Gerald, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah. I never realized that Cirque was based out of Vegas. I always thought it was a French company. I'm 99.99% sure. I will Google. No, it, it's, I mean, you may be totally right. Cause I know that like the original, the only reason I know this is the original um, owner creator or whatever uh, was a, a big poker player and he appeared on some high stakes poker episodes. And they always talked about how he started in the, like the streets of Paris. So I always thought it was a, a French based company, but yeah, that's Montreal based rip. entertainment company located in the inner city. Montreal, that's where I got France from. Well, French Canadian. Yeah. Um, that, that's why did I really think maybe I misspoke? I really thought that they were out of Vegas now. Expansion, first international, rapid growth. Yeah, I was wrong with France, but Mon- Montreal makes makes sense. But um while you're while you're looking that up, I mean I think I, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be by October 1st just because they have so much else going on. But at this point, I don't know what's holding up the show. I had heard that they had to do some rewrites, but because there's no, obviously there's no restrictions on theater capacity, anything like that in terms of Florida, Correct. Correct. Yeah, everything's open. So, I mean, that's obviously not a not a reason. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just financial with with Cirque because they. I I'm almost positive they also had to file bankruptcy. They did. That is 100 percent correct. So maybe it has to do with that. But yeah, I don't know. In terms of when, I mean that that's a crystal ball that I've. Uh, I'd actually put a, a higher likelihood that the NBA experience opens first. Between Interesting. Those two. What do you think? Um, I would definitely say that there's certainly less work that would need to be done because that would just be a, my assumption would be that that would just be a staffing piece that, you know, they have the staffing, they can fire on the lights and call it ready to open. Whereas Cirque, I do believe they're going to have to retrain performers, you know, potentially make changes to the show, things like that. Yeah, and you're also talking about a third third party company with Cirque. Fair. Yeah, I would say that as well. But nevertheless, good good question. And I like uh, 
I like the kind of the crystal ball, Don. I think we did that a couple of weeks ago, and I think that's something we need to revisit in a future episode. Make some a future episode looking in the crystal ball. What are we, fortune tellers? <laughs> well, I guess right, it's better anyway. than being fortune cookies. There you go. Oh, I could never mind. Not worth it. All right. So <laughs> thank you to those who took the time to write me some questions. This is not something you have to wait for us to invite you to do. If you have a question based on something you've heard, um, either from us or from you know something else, just shoot us a message either individually um, or through the Circa 71 Facebook page. Next week, we're going to play a little game called What Extinct Attraction Would You Bring Back for the 50th? And I'm quite sure there's going to be some hissy fits thrown and maybe some inappropriate comments tossed back and forth. Tears shed. <laughs> likely story, likely story. But uh, that's what's on tap for next week. Happy 4th of July. Uh, Jamie and I appreciate any of those who are listening who have served or are currently serving our country. God bless America. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon.